spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 385. This is your weekly DCEU news. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. And as a quick reminder up front, you can now leave us a voicemail and be a part of the show. Just call 205-259-6331 and leave us a voicemail, and we'll throw that in to the show and, uh, I don't know, respond <laughs> I'm still hoping someone calls in and just insults the crap out of us, and we can just I'm waiting. we can just play that bated breath. Yeah. So, um, Wonder Woman tickets are now on sale. Mm-hmm. I have um, I have a money crunch coming up this week, and then after that, I'll uh, I'll have my pre tickets ready to go. Right. Yeah, I haven't bought mine yet either. Got a I got a few more days of being frugal ahead of me, and after that, good to go. Yeah. I don't have really a money crunch going on as so much as I have a memory crutch. Uh, keep forgetting just to keep forgetting. Yeah. <laughs> when I actually do it, I'll I'll let you know I've done it just to uh, remind you one more time. Right. So uh, speaking of Wonder Woman's opening weekend, mm-hmm. they are there are some initial estimates floating about, uh, and it's pretty it's a pretty big gap. Um, some some people are thinking. 65 million opening weekend, some 105 million. That's a pretty big difference. It is. I mean, I don't know what to say about it other than neither one of those is, is particularly <laughs> bad, but no, it's not, not terrible. Like, what Guardians make like 70 over the first weekend? Oh, I, I have no idea, man. I have a hard enough time keeping up with the DC <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I forget which um, one. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't look that up, but. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't think either one will be bad for Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, obviously let's hope for 105 or more, but, uh, they, uh, released a new international trailer. Uh, there's just a little bit of additional footage, uh, some extended scenes, uh, some quick stuff of Wonder Woman fighting Ares, mm-hmm. um, even though you can barely see him. Yeah. Um, at a candy reacting comically, uh. Looks like Wonder Woman breaking what appears to me to be like a military supply truck in half. Why not? Um, and uh, there's a cool establishing shot of Diana training on a high precipice on Themyscira. That's what I noticed that was new in the trailer. Looked pretty cool. It was really um, it was an international trailer. I can never really seem to find like a good 1080 <laughs> mm-hmm. copy of an international trailer. They all look like they you know, came off of rabbit ears from the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like somebody did it with VHS, just with really good tracking. Yeah. Um, now, they've just they've started talking about... By the way, really quick, I'm going to throw in this right up front, or as f- f- close to up front as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 review after the credits of this episode. Mm. We're going to talk about that for a minute, so just to let you guys know about that. In case anyone wants to stick around. <laughs> I love our little Marvel stingers. I do, too. They amuse me. I mean, the entire show amuses me. (laughs) (laughs) I just enjoy doing it. it. (laughs) Yeah. So some initial reviews, kind of reviews, like reactions on uh, Twitter have been popping up for Wonder Woman. And, you know, this is all grain of salt stuff because a lot of these people, you know, gave, they either gave... uh, Good reviews to Suicide Squad, or you know, they they were all there at, at the premiere with Patty Jenkins, and there are a lot of people online telling us all the, there are all these different reasons why we shouldn't trust these. Mm-hmm. 
But here they are anyway. Uh, Mark and Draco, a comic book writer, says, I can't get into specifics, but Gal Gadot gives a beautiful, nuanced, powerful performance. Patty, Jenk- Patty Jenkins is so good with actors. Uh, Anna Klassen, I just saw Wonder Woman, not allowed to talk about it yet, but will say Patty Jenkins is a wonderful human who is too good for this world. <laughs> batmannews.com says I haven't seen Wonder Woman but I've chatted with about 12 people that have they all loved it this really could be the one that'd be that'd be Uh, great we really need it like team I still love these movies needs we need a W mm -hmm. yeah Uh, Andy uh, Andy Leah from the Daily Star Sunday who apparently has gotten a lot of flack for for uh, digging uh, Suicide Squad says that um, Wonder Woman is really good Dark, but funny too. Godot is great, and the Amazons are brilliant. Paul Sheary heard some Wonder Woman reactions. Can't say anything except I can't wait for everyone to hear them. Uh, now, there is a review embargo date. Uh, BatmanNews.com is reporting that it is May 31st, and uh, then that is when the the reviews can be published. Mm. The, the moratorium ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, hopefully not the slaughter. It it has really it has been uh, like BBS looked like it was doing okay and then that deadline passed and oh mm-hmm. it got rough real fast. Yep. Suicide Squad had a, a bigger problem with it actually. Like it, it all looked like it was trending the right way and then that happened. And it was just uh, a a torrent of bad reviews. It was really frustrating. Absolutely. So they released uh, some clips uh, for Mother's Day. There's a clip of. Um, Basically, Chris Pine telling Gal Gadot or Diana, I can't let you do this. And she says, what I do is not up to you. Mm-hmm. Kind of a badass clip. Oh, yeah. I dug it. Yeah. I've seen that uh, and then, like, somewhere, uh, though. I like the line. Yeah. And then there's a bit where um, where Diana is flipping over a spear in training. She looks to uh, Hippolyta for approval, and she gets it. Like Hippolyta like, sm- kind of smirks, smiles, and nods at her. It was like all happy. <laughs> it was all like a happy Mother's Day thing. Yeah. Uh, they were doing. Uh, they also released new pictures of Chris Pine. Uh, one of them, he's using the gun on his plane. And then the other, he's leaning up against his plane. Not a, hell, a lot of news there. Just, you know, just, just some, some nice little some, pictures. Some pictures. Just some pictures. Now, uh, jumping back to a few weeks ago when they were saying there's no Wonder Woman coverage, uh, Gal Gadot posted pictures of uh, Times Square. It's just plastered with giant billboards <laughs> of Wonder Woman everywhere. <laughs> So that was nice to see. That is nice. I mean, Times Square is just a living billboard. Mm-hmm. I, I like. I, I've been there, and it, every time I walk through it, you just like <clears throat> you leave needing high fructose corn syrup of some kind. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Now, uh, Sed Tagmari, uh, who's playing the character Samir, one of the uh, allies of Steve Trevor, he posted an interesting thing on on the internet there. On Instagram, of all places. Uh-huh. It was a picture of his character side-by-side side with Blackhawk, mm. with the caption, Coming Soon. So he could uh, tie in with the Blackhawks, or be Blackhawk, um, from Quality Comics. All right. I don't know. I'd be down with seeing the Blackhawk Squadron somewhere. All right, cool. Sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, they released a track listing of the um, Wonder Woman soundtrack, apparently Sia the pop star, pop singer, Sia, is going to be on there um, in a song with Labyrinth called To Be Human. And the album goes on sale June 2nd. I think the rest of it is just, um, it's not gonna, it's not like a Suicide Squad situation. It's pretty much looks like it's just going to be like the um, the score and then like her her, uh, her track is last. So The score and like a couple of specific songs maybe? It looks like just the score and one song. Ah. Yeah, fair enough. I it mean, goes on sale June second, same day as the movie's released. So I, f- I really can't remember the uh, name of it. There's a Sia song that I actually really do like. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard one I liked. <sighs> yeah, couldn't remember it for my life right now. <laughs> Somewhere later in the cast, I'm gonna be like blah 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 and spit it out and like that and remember it suddenly. Yeah, yeah. So there's been uh, there have been reports over the last uh, several weeks that they'd have no plans to do a Wonder Woman two. And uh, Arthur Wong, DCEU on Twitter, is reporting, uh, and a couple others reported too, 
that Zack Snyder at the uh, Chinese red carpet event for Wonder Woman said that Wonder Woman 2 was coming and that Deborah Snyder said it was coming and it's going to be coming after Batgirl. Joss Whedon's Batgirl. Mm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've ever, by the way, if you've ever been curious about Joss Whedon's Wonder Woman script, that is now online for free. Nice. Just floating around out there. I'll put up a link in the show notes. Yeah. You're welcome. And, you know, it's it's not transgression of any kind. Just Scripts just make it out. It's no big deal. Yeah. Over to Justice League, there was uh, Diane Lane had an appearance on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. And a uh, caller asked Lane if she could share any Justice League spoilers and if the movie will be better than the Avengers. Her answer was, no and no. Short but honest. I hate to disappoint, but... Mm. And the fan base imploded. <laughs> and then uh, Lane's representatives were approached and they they gave out this response. Diane meant sorry to disappoint in reference to revealing anything concerning Justice League that is not already out in the public and was declined to comment on a film, Avengers, that she has not seen. She is thrilled to continue her role as Martha Kent and appreciates your excitement for Justice League. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to clarify this. I watched that segment. It did not seem that's what she was saying, but I doubt that she's had a an actual... I, I doubt that she's seen a cut of Justice League at this point anyway. I would doubt that, and I would also uh, like freely accept that she hasn't seen the Avengers. I would too. Yeah, I mean this this <laughs> tracks for me. Like I, I mean, it, yeah, it may seem a little off, but this I got I got no problems with that. Yeah, that seems like I a viable explanation. The, the way she said it seemed like mm, nah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be good. Moving on. Mm. So um, they have cast uh, Ludai Lin. I think that's how Ludi Lin, Ludi Lin. I don't know. We never know. From Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really don't. Um, from Power Rangers. They've cast him in Aquaman as the character Merc. In the comics, Merc is a military leader of Atlantis's men of war. He's initially loyal to Orm, then switches sides to Aquaman, then winds up siding with Orm when Orm becomes Ocean Master. Um, so maybe that'll be a big part. Or I mean, it really wasn't that big in the comics. but Goes where the power is, huh? I guess so. Uh, Superhero News Podcast is reporting that Aquaman is going to include creatures that are half man, half fish, who have arms, legs, fins, big heads, big eyes, and long, sharp teeth. Uh, Teeth. Who am I, Will Smith? Teeth. (laughs) Um, A lot of people are saying this sounds like the Trench. That was what I thought of when I heard that. Yeah. Um, The Trench are an offshoot civilization of Atlanteans. Uh, that adapted uh, near uh, a deep sea trench. Mm-hmm. And um, they kind of just became these grotesque, terrible looking things that, like, I don't know, spit uh, paralytic chemicals <laughs> at people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, that was the Jeff Johns thing. They were introduced in the new 52. And um, they're saying that they're going to be, Juan is doing practical monsters. So. That I'm I'm down with his like horror expertise. I I'm kind of excited about the prospect of the Trent showing up in the DCEU. Sure. Also, you know, there's only like two Aquaman villains that you can ever remember. Ocean Master, Black Mana, done. Right. Yep. Yep. And that's if you know you ever remember Ocean Master. <laughs> like I was, I was talking to this guy one time in a in a comic book shop. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, they could do a lot with Aquaman. Like, Black Manta's, like, his brother. and But, like, he was always, like, exiled because he was black. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't oh, think that's Lord. how that worked. <laughs> I just, I thought, I wonder how many people combine those two, like, Orm and Black Manta. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, as I, as I covered last week, there's a lot of misinformation happening in those stores. Yeah. yeah, that was one of those situations where I looked at Paul, the owner of the of Legion, and I just I said, I I don't know what to do here. I I need a drink, and I left. <laughs> I actually got him to laugh. It was awesome. Nice. <laughs> um. So, um, Josh Gad. Last week we reported that he uh, <laughs> posted a picture of the penguin, and Jeff Johns and John Berg followed him on Twitter. 
Uh, he was asked about it. He says, I was just having some fun. Just having some fun. Really, I promise. There, There's nothing to, uh, there, there's no there there. Yeah. You know what? The internet just goes wild. I'm just having some fun putting things out there. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't take a lot to, you know, spark a fire on Twitter. He does say that he would uh, absolutely be open to playing the Penguin in a Batman movie. He's never met Matt Reeves, though. Mm. Um, but when they asked if there was anything at all to the rumors, he said, we'll see. Um, I really don't want that. Yeah. You never know. So, Batman v Superman uh, has officially joined the all-time best-selling Blu-ray list. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, top 50 list of all-time best-selling Blu-ray titles in the United States is set number 48. With uh, 2,321,588 Blu-ray sales since June 28th, 2016. Nice. Well, that's um, what happens when you hold out the pieces of the story that make it make sense. Yeah. You, uh, they essentially held, like, the, the cogency of that story hostage. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel is apparently number 18 on the list. Well, that is a little confusing. Yeah. Frozen is the is at the top. That is not at all confusing. Avengers is at number five. Dark Knight Rises at number eight. I mean, I hated Frozen. I, I made it halfway through, and I just like fell to the floor and got in the fetal position and and mm. crawled out of the room. Mm. I couldn't do it. Oh, I tried. Sorry, sorry. I really tried. Uh, Deadpool is eighteen. Man of Steel is nineteen. That that makes sense. Yeah, I I, I like Man of Steel, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you with a straight face that it's not. It's not Deadpool. I just. Eh, I, two different things. I enjoyed Deadpool more though. Yeah, for, it's, for it's sure. Deadpool's just a just a tighter movie than Man of Steel. Period. I think. Mm. So a few uh, weeks ago, we talked about Charlie Hunnam uh, turning, talking about how he wasn't interested in superheroes. He's never read it. And he's not playing Green Arrow. Uh, he was on Omelatev, I guess. I don't sure. Know. It was a foreign YouTube channel. I don't know how they pronounced it because I didn't watch that part. Only followed the actual timestamp and watched the part about Green Arrow. Sure. As one um, does. So the guy asked him about Green Arrow and Hunnam was like, so what's the deal with this? Uh, I don't, I don't know. What, 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 why does everyone ask me about this? <laughs> and the guy was like, Oh, I mean, you look exactly alike. You, you know, the way you act in your movies, you're, you're very much like, uh, like Green Arrow in the comics. And he was like, have they not made one before? And he's like, well, they have a show Arrow, but that's like a different take on them, which is absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hunnam was like, the interviewer was talking about like, oh, people are going nuts. They're going crazy talking about how you would be perfect for it. And Hunnam just like, he just grinned and looked at the camera and said, well, come on, DC, what's up? Give me a call. I'm here. <laughs> no one's fighting you. Bring it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so a couple of years ago, Tyrese Gibson uh, was campaigning to be Green Lantern. Uh, and now he's started up again, I guess. He put up a picture of a very obviously fake CG pic of himself as Jon Stewart, and um, <laughs> with the caption, it's time. <laughs> All right, buddy. Whatever. I wish you the best. Yeah, I don't... Time for what? I don't... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> time for him to get that role, apparently. I mean, I, I guess that's what they were... He was implying. Yeah. I... Maybe it's happening. So, um, by the way, really quick, do you think Jeff Johns and, and John Berg are just following random people on Twitter now just to screw with people? Because they figured out that that's what, that we figured out what it means. Yeah, I think I would if I were them. And, um, I, I, I'm willing to posit that Jeff Johns is minimally as smart as I am. I, surely he's figured that out. Like, just, just mess with people. Follow a couple people here that might fit the role. Uh, you, you've got to like you've got to take advantage of this opportunity to red herring people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I I totally believe that he's messing with people sometimes because it just seems too obvious. Fair enough. So um, while promoting Baywatch, <laughs> The Rock. There's a sentence we didn't think we would be saying on our podcast. <laughs> eh. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know what the world has in store for you, man. So The Rock says that his solo movie is still happening. He says it's definitely going to happen. Sure. This is all to Fandango, by the way. Mm-hmm. He says, we've had great conversations with Jeff Johns, and everyone over at DC is an exciting time right now for everyone at DC because they are in a process now where they're building out their universe really nicely. We have a really cool surprise for Black Adam that I can't reveal in terms of where we will see Black Adam being introduced. Oh, cool. 
So he could really just show up anywhere now. Show up somewhere in Justice League 2, maybe? I, I don't know. Um, as for fighting Superman, he says, One fine day, that's coming. That's in the cards. Uh, we've got this covered, asked him, at the same event, um, who they would like to who he would like to see play Shazam. And he says, let's see. Uh, for example, I'm going to throw out a name out there, and I want to see how the fans will react to it. A guy who I met, I went, wow, that guy is such a cool guy. He's a lot bigger than I thought he would be. And when I walked away, I remember telling our producer who I would, who I have worked with for a long time. We both looked at each other and was like, possibly Shazam? And we were like, yeah. I'm not going to say his name. I'm just going to say Lone Ranger. Wow. So, Army Hammer's back in the mix. Yeah. I'm not sure that would fit. Eh, I'm not. I'm not sure. Doesn't really look the part. He doesn't look the part to me either. But, you know, good actor. Always plays, um, always plays, uh, like, high bravado yeah. characters well, so. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really can't think of an actor I would really want to see in that part, though. Yeah, I would have to have some time. I, I I wouldn't yeah. know somebody off the top of my head that I I I would just be willing to pitch. I think importantly, anything they do, they've got to get past the cheesiness of it. I'm not saying take the the joy out of it. I mean, he's, it, but I'm he's the big cheese. The cheesiness like you of have it. to have some of yeah, that. A little bit, but you know, I think the most important part of any Shazam movie, where Shazam is the main character, where Billy Batson is the main character, yeah, you got to have the heart. Yeah, the heart's got to be there to justify the cheese, frankly. I mean, you got to see, like, this is, you know, a kid doing his version of Superman. Yeah. That's... Like, the... the Is it Justice League Unlimited when they finally address that? Or Justice League? Anyway, at some point they address, like, you know, you're just a 14-year-old kid <laughs> on this council of... I thought that was Young Justice. Oh, God, it was. It was Young Justice. Bless you. Um. <laughs> yeah, like, he mentors the team for a second and then comes back. You're right. Uh, yeah, but like, I, I liked that take on it where he's, he's, um, like, he's a little sad. He can't go to the party sometimes. Like, he's got this, like, 14 year old maturity, but, you know, there is, like, the wisdom of Solomon hanging around there. Yeah. Um, so that is all I have for the news when this episode is a short news episode. Um, we do have one piece of listener feedback as Nathan at Wobbly Boots 85 says, You guys were right. Rick and Morty is freaking awesome. I completely stand by that. I just every time, and I started uh, like I started grabbing the the Rick and Morty comics recently. Oh, they're uh-huh. fantastic, man! They are fantastic. I it it's missing nothing. Like it, there's not a point where you're you're reading it and thinking, oh, this wouldn't happen in the show. It's it's just you're reading like a storyboard for the show. That's it for like an episode that never good. happened. I have volume one, but I've only read a little bit of it. I haven't gotten to read the whole thing. I. Like, I ordered Volume 1, finished it, and immediately went to Amazon and ordered Volume 2. <laughs> and, like, I, I even then, I looked up what episodes uh, or what issues were available in, in uh, trade paperback or, or not, and then went immediately to the local comic book store and said, okay, I need you to order these. <laughs> because these aren't available. Right. All right, guys. So, um, we are DC On Screen. You can find every episode of DC On Screen at dconscreen.com. We are proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network, giantsizeteamup.com. You can find us, talk to us on Twitter, on Facebook, DC On Screen, one word. We're also on Instagram, DC On Screen, one word. Uh, you can find me on Snapchat, as a couple of people have recently, um, at David C. Robertson. Um, oh, yeah, I guess I could... Uh, Mention one thing mm-hmm. on the as far as feedback is concerned that I forgot about. I'm not used to getting things on Snapchat, um, but one listener actually uh, sent us something through there, and maybe it'll show up. So Snapchat is notorious for you know deleting things. Yeah, it comes and goes. That's kind of how it's designed. Yeah. But um, let's see. Well, really, we just had we actually just had like a normal conversation, but he says you. <laughs> Um, he says, waiting on the edge of my seat for the next episode of DC movie news. And he tells, he says, you guys are awesome. There's a whole bunch of other stuff in there. Um, but I mean, we had a full blown conversation, which is what happens when you contact Mm us uh, generally. Um, a guy named, by the name of Gabe. And, um, but yeah, starting to get people from Snapchat as well. And that's cool. So if you want to follow me on Snapchat, it's David C. Robertson, one word. And, um, 
Again, you can call us at 205-259-6331 and leave us a voicemail. For whatever reason. we will play it on the show. Yeah, we'll play it on the show. Talk about it. Um, We are going to be... If you wait until right after the little doont sound of the music, uh, you're gonna, you can hear a spoiler-filled Guardians of the Galaxy review and um, that might actually last longer than the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Hard to say. Uh, and then we'll be coming right back with the DCTV news, which is also pretty truncated this week. So uh, until then, guys, keep some DC on your screen. All right, guys. So we're going to do a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 review. And, um, you know, just for those people out there who are curious as to what we thought, um, if I'm going to go the non-spoiler route, on Twitter I wrote specifically, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 is wonderful, laughed hard, cried hard, a spellbinding sci-fi spectacle with heaps of heart. Hashtag I'm Mary Poppins, (laughs) y'all. And that's where I landed on that. Um, as far as spoiler free, yeah, that's a solid uh, wrap up. You, you have a you have a spoiler free. Is that you're just going to use that one? No, um, my spoiler free review was um, I laughed the entire time, and I I knew for sure it was a good movie when I I heard my wife crying because mm-hmm. she doesn't care about any of this stuff. Yeah, that just means intrinsically the movie made her cry. No. Yeah. All right, so uh, after uh, further than that, I'll under uh, the spoilers. Yeah, I guess so, man. Yeah. I guess so. Like, um, under the spoilers. Um, freaking Yondu, man. Yeah, <laughs> that was rough. Um, like me, me, and you were talking about it earlier. Like, it, it the the problem is like somewhere between. It, there's there's a point where like uh, Rocket gives him just one space suit, uh, one space suit, and one um, what's the other one? What's he what was he give? Oh, um, gosh, what was it? A communicator? There you I go. don't even know. Um, I think so. I don't even. I know. think so. But, I really don't know. But it's clearly like a limited edition set of things, and he's gonna go save Peter. And you kind of like I was already doing the math on that. I was like, oh, Peter has to keep him. He has to keep ego occupied. Oh, I know where this goes. And. When when Yondo says, um, I've done a lot, it, I'm paraphrasing, but I've done a lot of bad things in my life, give me this, mm-hmm. I kind of thought, oh, this is going to be bad. But, I mean, you get to the lines, though, where it's like, uh, he may have been your father, but I was your daddy. And up there, when, like, like, up there after he saves him and tries to get him off the planet and get him back to the ship, and he, like, Peter's just trying to peel the freaking, like, spacesuit thing off him so he can give it to Yondo and, and he's just like holding his face like it's okay and you can see the like the crystallization as he frees oh it's just rough man yeah and yeah. just sobbing the entire time like I pretty much like you were already in bed mm-hmm. when we got out of the movie um and I wound up I was excited <laughs> I like texted Matt from the MCU cast and I was like just saw uh, Guardians and uh he called me and um I don't know. I, I started talking about that scene and like, I started crying. Oh yeah. Just, like. just describing it. <laughs> just describing it. No, wh- the, the part where like, when I go retell the story, if you ask me to like, tell, tell the, uh, the, tell the tale, like give, give me the, the oral version of this story. Um, it's the part where like the, the ravagers finally show up and it's a ravager funeral. Oh yeah, like from from the point where like I th- that was like one of those things where like I'd enjoyed pretty much the entire movie up until that point, and Yandu, you know, has that line where like he might be your father, but he ain't your dad. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's an awful. Oh no, he's not making it out. Yeah. <laughs> and if you hadn't caught it before, much, you were I, supposed to know then. Oh, we're done with this guy. Yeah, and you know, it was one of those like and. I, I probably should have known on some level. Like I should have known when. That's the thing, though. I I I should have known when Yandu talks to Stallone and he says, "You'll never see the lights with you know as you when you die or blah blah blah." blah. Yeah, I should have known. No, like, it, that was oh. a great setup too. That was that was it was organic. It it made sense in the movie, and then later when it comes back around and you see um uh, poor guy from Gossip Girls um whose name I can never remember. Uh, mm. um, his, his right hand mate, you know, when you yeah. see him just, just 
cheering at the window, like, like they came, they came, they came, you know? And I always just say Sean Gunn because it's James' brother. There we go. Um, I don't remember his name on the movie. Always. <laughs> Ever. No, uh, my, my, my poor wife, like, look, she, he was in the movie, uh, prominently, and at some point she kind of leaned in and was like, he's just the funny, weird guy on Gossip Girl. I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I was like, just wait for it. He's, he's going to be here for, for humor. It's, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he does have a serious moment, though, where, like, he, he comes back and says, like, I didn't mean to start a mutiny, you know? But yeah. even that, he did it pretty well. So she, she, like, she bought it and she bought it into his character and it, it, it worked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, I like almost cried when he said that. He was like, "They killed all my friends." Mm-hmm. Like, just he he did it so well. He did it so freaking well. And you tie that into like watching Endo just um just like stoically stare at a blank spot while people are dragged <laughs> out and hoisted into space. Mm-hmm. Like the the movie brought a lot of emotion to the table, but it it man, it was funny as hell. It really was. It absolutely is, and, like, I didn't, it never occurred to me that they would, I don't know why, again, like, I pretty much just went into this, like, I haven't, I have literally seen, like, I saw the teaser trailer for this thing, and nothing else, like, I haven't seen anything else. I think else I saw of, two trailers, two. I'm not sure if one of them was a teaser or not, I just, I, just, I saw, like, I'm, just enough know. where I was like, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna see that, but I don't even, I don't even catch up yeah. on it, this is gonna happen. It wasn't even a, yeah, it was like. What's fun about doing one of the kind of one of the perks of doing this show mm-hmm. is that I absolutely don't have I absolutely have every reason to not keep up with Marvel. Mm-hmm. So when I go to a Marvel movie, I can pretty much just enjoy it for whatever it is. Like the trailer, I don't really see any trailers. Yeah, no. I kind of catch like reviews, like, and the reviews for this seem to be kind of divisive. Like people are like, "Oh, there's too much humor. It falls flat." Blah blah blah. Uh, I completely. Disagree. I haven't heard any of the fan base say anything like that. It, it, the fan base of these movies has been pretty much. I, I it's been a debate. the The biggest debate I've heard from Marvel fans is: Is it better than the first one? I think it absolutely is. I think I do think it. I, I think it upgraded it a little bit. Uh, not even a little bit. I think by leaps and bounds. In fact, I would go so far as to say I think this might be the best comic book movie, at least in the last, well, I think ever. I mean, I know I'm not supposed to say that because of Superman 78. and No, I mean, sorry, it, it really it's, it's might be good. one of the <laughs> best movies that's been based out of the comic book genre. No no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. If if and, you're doing a top you know, five and the two Guardians at, like movies aren't in that top five, you did it wrong. Yeah, and James Gunn is absolutely <sighs> knocking this out of the park, and the the cast he's got is killing it. Yeah, absolutely did, killing it. Like Chris Pratt was I, so identifiable, like so relatable. You know, I've heard people complain that he wasn't quippy enough in this thing, and I don't, I didn't need him to be. He was. I thought Drax took he up was that dealing slack. with a lot of crap. Yeah, no, he had a real storyline to deal with, but I thought Drax <laughs> took up the, the quippy slack. Drax was amazing. I like the phrase quippy slack. Mm-hmm. I could just say that a hundred times and kind of be happy. Yeah, I liked Manta. I liked neat, Drax. Neat social experiment. Next chemistry. time you're, you're sad, just say quippy slack ten times and see if you're not a little happy afterwards. Uh-huh. I just think it'll work. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I... <laughs> and that... None of that is to, well, all right. The the moment that really got me, I'm going to go to the sad parts here. The the moment that okay. really broke me was um, Rocket saying, you know, you pushed them away and they still came. Yes. That was. Oh yeah, that's what I was. That was the moment where just like tears streamed down my face and I didn't, I, I, I couldn't, couldn't do anything about it anymore. Like. No, I, I, I started, I started crying. When I realized what was happening with Yondu, which I was just wrapped up in this thing. I, if I was sitting there analytically pulling it apart like I normally do, I would be, I would have called it, I think, earlier. But I was just sort of like, eh, whatever. I'm going to go see this thing and see what it, and just kind of turned my brain off. And then once I kind of, once it really clued in, I was like, oh. And I pretty, from the point where like Peter is actively trying to rip that spacesuit off of him yeah. to give it to Yondu. Yeah. That is a rough scene to watch. I, well done on Chris Pratt's side. I yes. forget the name of the guy that's playing Yondu. Michael Rooker. Thank you. Um, I've never seen him do a bad job. He's a char- no. he's a character actor. He's one of those people that like every now and then you run across him and and you go oh you. 
Um, Look, I you know one of the one of the actual like the he did an God early Walking reasons. Dead thing. Fantastic. Walking Dead. I think he was in the Walking Dead. If I'm not if I'm not just completely wrong. Oh about yeah, that. yeah. But, he. I think he still is. Uh, I think he. I, I think no he idea. got turned into a zombie at some point and oh. didn't quite make but, it. I, I'll always remember him as Mr. Finning from Mallrats, personally. Yes. And, um, Did a fine job. I I would love for him to show up as Lex Luthor if Brian Cranston doesn't want to do it in the DCEU. Mm. Daddy Luthor. Yes. Um, but um, from pretty much from the moment that Peter starts clawing that spacesuit off to, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm sobbing. Yeah. Like, on through to, you know... The funeral, even the 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 funeral with like Peter's weird speech is kind of like heartwarming yeah. a little bit in his awkward way. Yeah, and you know, it, there's even a sidebar though where like uh, Gamora and um, what's her name? If you can help me out, Nebula. 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 Um, Gamora and Nebula have this neat little scene afterward where like she like Nebula almost hugs her, but it's it's kind of the closest. Like there's this cool storyline though with her where like I loved their fights earlier, but then. I love the emotion more, like the the bit about I just needed a sister and all that. Like I yeah. I just wanted a sister. Like that is that is rough, man. And I mean, and like imagine Thanos is your dad, and you you basically live in this war world, and you you know that there's this one person that just might be able to actually take your side, but they never do. And then mm-hmm. you have to overcome both the fact that they never took your side and the fact that you're going to have to forgive them because they they were in the same place you were they had to win yeah it's it's a rough storyline like emotionally it's very complex it's and god uh gillian and her do a fantastic job of making it look like extremely believable i i was so happy with that storyline yeah I, I was pretty happy with it. Like, part of me was sort of like, ah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't reconcile so easily. But then again, like, she, you know, they like fought. She won. She pulled her from the wreckage, and it was just like, this is always where you're gonna land. Yeah, it's time for you guys to really hash this out. And just like talking about all the, like, I love how the movie made Thanos felt, unlike the first movie. Like Thanos shows up in the first movie, which he kind of had to, but it took me out of the movie. Yeah. This time, his presence is very much felt, and he never shows between up. Between the sisters, Just, yeah. You you understand yeah, what a bastard he is, but you don't have to actually yeah. see him. He's the unseen wall between yeah. them, and it's just it's, and it like you can see the execution. damage he caused, and that's just in his yeah. daughters. Let's forget half the yeah. universe. Yeah, and then like they even did it real with it, where she's talking to Sean Gunn, Nebula's talking to Sean Gunn about all the atrocities that uh, Thanos visited upon her yeah. for not being good enough. So then later, when they re- when she reconciles it with Gamora, she, there's only there are only brief mentions, and we don't have to have like the full picture. We, she doesn't have to go into full exposition mode with her sister because her sister would have known. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Good, uh, Sean Gunn didn't didn't know, and I'm sorry I can't remember his name <laughs> on the movie. Uh, when I was talking to Matt, he kept repeating it over and over again. I was just like, eh, whatever. Sean Gunn. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's a weird alien name. I don't know. It. Um, <laughs> I'm just either. not going to remember. I don't either. The, I wish I could like, pitch don't... in and help you right now. I can't. I know. Um, but um, such a good movie. Uh, from, from the from the beginning. Oh, with the Groot? With with the Groot dance. You know, as he's dancing with all the action in the back. That just reeked of Joss Whedon. Like, oh, classic. And he, you, you realize like, he still you stopped know. dancing every time Drax came on screen. Yeah, but that didn't keep up in the movie. Like he he hung out with Drax a minute. He did finally, but like there was, it's like a running joke from the the stingers of the last movie. Oh yeah, I know. Uh, which I was know. still just it was a nice touch, you know. And and I was worried that little that that little Groot wouldn't be quite as interesting or entertaining as old. Groot, no, but he, he was, was totally actually way more. Better. <laughs> yeah. Like the scene where where uh, where Yondu and Rocket have him going to try to fetch the uh, the fin, mm-hmm. and he just keeps bringing back different things. Oh, it's fantastic! Like that was just great. And the eye, uh, remember he brings that dude's yeah. eye. Yeah, and that was a callback to the first movie where um, where they were making plans. He's like, or Rocket's like, I need that guy's eye. <laughs> 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 like at some, at some point he's bringing back like corpses <laughs> almost and <laughs> no not that um <laughs> oh it was it was oh god it was so good like yandu has to like give him his emblem and he he matches the emblem with the with everything else and 
Oh, just everything mm-hmm. about Taserface. Every Taser single face. thing about Taserface. Taserface. I oh man, I just loved I loved like the Rocket movie. just laughing so his ass off at the idea of someone calling themselves Taserface. Yeah. <sighs> and then the sovereign laughing at him too. Yeah. <laughs> like with the ship on fire, <laughs> him on fire. Oh, and uh the the sovereign the best part about the sovereigns other than warlock being involved now mm-hmm. um is clearly the like video game sounds when they lose yes every time they cut back to that i laughed my ass off that was fun i liked seeing howard the duck again he, yeah it back like in, in you know true form you know yeah i like seeing howard getting uh, drunk smoking a cigar talking about womanizing no getting... oh yeah Knowing it was Seth Green made me happy. <laughs> I did, I did um, not know that, but that would make me happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the original Guardians of the Galaxy. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, you told me about the cast for those, uh, uh, if you want to repeat it. I didn't, oh, yeah, I didn't the, know um, who the cast was for that. I didn't do enough research, but... Uh, I mean, let's see, I, I'm not going to remember those names. Um, <laughs> no, Miley Cyrus was somebody. Names. Oh, she was the... Um, the computer. I don't remember the name. It's been forever no. um, since I actually read any of those. Uh, Michael was Rosenbaum the, was there. the diamond guy. Yeah, right, yeah. Lex Luthor yeah. was the uh, was the diamond yeah. guy. Um, yeah, is there, Martin Nex Tanaga was Michael Rosenbaum's character. <laughs> um, Ving Rhames was Charlie Twenty Seven. Yeah, of course. And um, Molly Cyrus was Mainframe, the computer lady. Mm-hmm. But yeah, th- those were like the original Guardians from way back, and Yondu was actually a part of them. But um, and people have said that that might mean that they're going to bring back Yondu, but James Gunn has said no, they're not going to bring back Yondu because that would totally ruin a beautiful ending. No, it was a be- so like this is the beauty of killing off characters. Well, I, like we watched it, it, it. I mean, it comprised probably fifteen minutes of the film, just us feeling the loss of that character, at least ten, and. I mean, there were consequences. Like, uh, I, I don't know the name of that whistle stick that kills everything. <laughs> I, I think whatever whatever is called, it has to be called whistle stick. Yeah, I I kind of like it. Kind of kind of digging that. But whatever that thing is, like it. First of all, great scene of him taking over his own ship. Just, oh my gosh, it was just beautiful. And. Uh, second, like it, it getting passed down to his, uh, his first hand mate, you know, it, uh, just gorgeous. Like Rocket puts the pieces back together and and sends it to him. Oh, it's, that's that's yeah, that's just good style. Yeah. Apparently, that arrow is called a Yaka arrow. Yaka arrow. I'm yeah. sure there's a story Yaka behind that. Yaka arrow. I. That was a great line too, by the way. The we're, we're Star Lord. We're the, during the eulogy, he says Yondo didn't have a talking car, but he did have a flying arrow. <laughs> <laughs> After after hearing the actual phrase, I still like whistle stick. You're right. I think we should keep we yeah. should keep that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. I you know I I'm I'm I've never been real real into the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, um, I mean no one has. That know. was kind of the surprise hit. Oh yeah. Is it's it's this uh, kind of obscure piece out of the Marvel uh, catalog, and they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of looked back at some of the old stuff from time to time, and I don't remember these people. No, and they were, <laughs> just they've rebooted gonna. them now, where it is these people, and it's uh, apparently doing okay. Yeah, but um, like my reaction when uh, at the end, I was like, "Wait, is this the this is this the old Guardians?" Mm-hmm. And apparently, it was. Um, I had to look it up. Like me and Bethany sat in the car for like an hour after the show, just like looking stuff up, trying to like figure out what we had just seen <laughs> sometimes, but. And you know how, like, there you know there are going to be Easter eggs yeah. in it that you didn't catch. You can always um, go to one of the major, so, like, comics websites and go, 20 Easter eggs, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, the reports were kind of correct. Stallone could, like, everyone in those, that original Guardians or that one, like, Ravager group who, you know, in the comics were the original Guardians of the Galaxy, they they could do more movies. Yeah. No. It, they, they, this, this premise has a lot to offer and like some people were saying that they could actually do like a you know because the original guardians had so much to do with time travel they could actually just go into the future have them like jump into the future 
somehow and wind up being like uh like the like the future guardians of the galaxy but like somehow be the first i mean like do like a time warp situation Some weird legionnaires situation yeah you know, i'm i'm kind of hoping though that. that time travel is involved like they're supposed to be involved in the infinity war yeah and i'm kind of hoping that time travel is involved and that they kind of come back and say yeah all this is about to happen and I would love to sit there and watch Chris Pratt explain, okay, so here's what I saw. You die, you die, you die, you don't die, you die, you die, you don't die, you don't die, you don't die, <laughs> and you die. Um, here's what we need to do. I really hope that's part of the script. I don't know how, I, I just hope you like somehow psychically saw <laughs> just, that. Just, and... just channel it somehow. <laughs> um, okay, so, but, but, uh, okay, Kurt Russell... Dug him as ego, like great him a lot. job as ego. I really fun, enjoyed him. Fun, villain. probably my, my favorite line from him was, "And yes, I have a penis." <laughs> you know, part of me, you said it would be too much, but you know, I kind of kept like at some point in the movie, I was like, you know, he's this cat that like became human and uh, went around having sex with all these women throughout the galaxy to make offspring. Spaceman who are having sex with every all these women throughout the galaxy. Uh, and his name is Ego. He should have been played by Bill Shatner. I I do. Um, I think it would be too on the nose. <laughs> I still agree with myself. And um, by on the nose, I'm sixty nine. Yeah, right. They they could have changed the Hasselhoff thing to T.J. Hooker. <laughs> the Hasselhoff thing cracked me up a couple times, man. <laughs> was pretty funny <laughs> it, it really did it really did um oh it, it made me oh laugh. the one the one point we disagreed on um i think like for the most part i i think we had the same experience watching this movie it was it was really a lot of fun but uh pac-man pulled you out a little bit yeah and you know I, even brent from the squad cast like everybody like matt disagreed with me you disagreed with me bethany disagreed with me brent from squad cast disagreed with me um, they were like, oh, I, well, nobody said this, but Brent, and he said, you know, that was the heart of the character or whatever that was, you know, and I, I can understand, but to me, it was like when he was talking about like, I can make a giant Pac-Man or a giant Skeletor. Yeah. That's like Chris Pratt being a silly, you know, silly I asshole. I mean, I, I like, but yeah, like it was, it was a silly asshole kind of thing. And then, yeah, it's supposed to be the serious moment you, later. Well, yeah. I, I just like, you know, you have... Kurt Russell becoming this like giant like figure creation, just kind of a giant then, generic figure, right? Yeah, I think and, he would have been um, happier if there hadn't been the Waka Waka side effect, and it hadn't been Pac Man, <laughs> but it was it was Voltron, and he just beat the crap out of that guy. Like I I I think maybe. it was just silent, and it was Voltron, and he just you know right hooked him. I think you would have been happier. I think I... But I still laughed thing, my ass off when I saw... Waka, 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 waka. I, I think the the idea that he... That either one of them created these giant, like... I don't, these giant avatars to fight with was kind of dumb. Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't think that at all. I really, I really wouldn't. I mean, you know, I, I, I tried not I mean, to get too deep into it. It's, like, it's Ego a, can it's manipulate an entire quibble. planet. And, and Star-Lord is... I know. is uh, well, apparently he can too. Yeah. So let's get down to brass tacks. I would just start throwing tectonic plates at a motherfucker. Personally, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I, I can see it either way, and I, I'm willing to give it up to it. Yeah, the movie was damn perfect. Every, every other place. Yeah, I'm gonna hold the Pac Man against it. And like you know. <sighs> As as Matt on the MCU cast would say, I'm on the wrong side of history here, so I'm just going <laughs> to shut up. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed this thing. It actually made me a little worried. I'm like, how are people going to accept Wonder Woman after this thing has come out? No, I, I, I think there's still... It, it's going to be a different thing, but I think we're all going to enjoy ourselves early yeah. June. I really do. Well, yeah. I, you know, I think, you know, I, I'm willing to go, okay, it's going to be a different thing. But at the same time, like I walked out of that theater going, that was better than Logan. That was better than Deadpool. That's definitely going to be better than Wonder oh, Woman, I, Justice League, and anything else Marvel has coming out too. Like I can't imagine a movie better than that, as far as superhero movies go. And is, it was a great sci-fi that is movie. Rough. I, I actually can agree with everything you just said, except maybe Deadpool. No, nah, I think it. I think it blew Deadpool away. 
I I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to wait till they both come out and watch them back to back and and see how I feel. I didn't. I had I had no no part of the amount of feels for Deadpool that I did for that Guardians of the Galaxy, and I actually I read Deadpool, like so I'm just you know that is true. No, I'm it in, didn't. Uh, more invested in Deadpool as a That's character. That's It did but not no, make Guardians me cry. Killed it. I laughed my ass off and enjoyed the hell out of Deadpool, but I did not cry. Well, yeah, like, I almost did in the scene where he like kind of leaves her in the middle of the night to go have that clandestine meeting. Yeah, but like Guardians Two was just. I mean, James Gunn is actually a fantastic there, there was director. a scene though where where he's talking about like uh, he's hearing that he has cancer and all I can see is uh, Brianna Baccarin's face. Yeah, that was rough. That that was pretty close to some feels like they, they inserted feels but not like this one mm-hmm. no guardians no. volume two inserted feels in ways that are let's 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 and face would, it downright you know, penetrative and logan had this had the same had the same sob effect but it didn't have the laugh effect like i didn't i wasn't cracking up the entire time like it was with yeah. guardians like guardians what volume two was a solid i mean god Nine out of ten, like nine point five out yeah. of ten, like it's damn near perfect. I'd say nine point five out of ten, easy. I mean, you know, this isn't to diminish DC at all, but oh my damn, good movie's a good movie, man. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for liking a good movie just because I, I, we have a a product, I guess. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was damn good. I, I mean, oh my gosh, and oh my, anyone who dude. hasn't seen it, um. Why are you listening to this? We uh, you you the shouldn't hell have made it this far. But if you are the kind of person who wants spoilers and wants to know what they're getting into and wants to to know for sure whether they should see it, and I I do know those people. Go, man, go. Do it. I mean, the Zune scene. I love the Zune. This the is what Zune people are listening scene. to on music. <laughs> but I mean, Over that 300 was a songs. Small... Huge difference for for Peter Quill. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you know when. When Egos, you know, crushed his, his Walkman, I was like, you dick. I was so pissed. Oh, yeah. No. I, I mean, when he and, finally rebels, it's like, you shouldn't have killed my mom. Shouldn't have crushed my Walkman. Oh, that was such a badass scene, too, when he says that I had to put that tumor in her head, and his eyes, like, Peter Quill's eyes just go from, like, spacey to, like, normal. Just yeah. Just like, what? Immediately, like, what the F did you uh, just say? And oh. that's, that's the... You know, that's the only reason I feel like the Pac-Man is maybe a little too too silly because I'm like, this is the dude that killed your mom. No, no, I, I, oh, man. I don't even see it as silly. I see it as like he saw Pac-Man as a powerful character that could like take out ghosts. Like for him, it's like if Pac-Man <laughs> eats something, it's done. It's over. And it works, <laughs> actually. Yeah, maybe. I... Well, I mean, when, when Pac-Man ate something, that shit was over. No, it wasn't. No, he did. The eyes just floated back to a box and became a ghost again. No, uh, like, well, when he had the, uh, what, what, where those little power ups were. If you had the power up, it was over. So you, maybe you needed the power up camouflage for that to really work for you. No, 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 no. Don't talk to me about Pac Man. I'm the Pac Master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you ever, I'm really you, not. you ever run up to about. those, like, arcade games where it's like Pac Man and Mrs. Pac Man, and you're like, why? Why do I care? What, it's the same game. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I'm just avoiding a thing and finding another thing. Actually, the the controls on Mrs. Pac-Man are um, more responsive than Pac-Man. Really? It's a fa- it's a faster game than Pac-Man. In the arcade yeah. version? Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. Never noticed it's that. The only version I know. Never noticed that. Yeah, Mrs. Pac-Man is a fast. Like they used to have a Mrs. Pac-Man uh, in um, a Walmart we frequented. Mm-hmm. Um. And Matt and I used to just play the hell out of that thing. And then they changed it to Galaga, and then we really played the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. But, um... No, I had that on NES. That, that was a, uh... That was a staple of yeah. me being seven to nine years old. But, yeah, totally. Mrs. Pac-Man is a more difficult game, but it, the response mechanism, like, the response is quicker when you... On the controllers. Yeah. It really is. Ah, that might have just been the machine I was playing. I don't know. You never know. You really don't. I feel like I had the same. Uh, I used to like. I, I worked NAS, in like so. a. Uh, they called it a PlayStation. So I worked on like a place where it was like a skating rink and a laser tag and a batting cage and mm-hmm. a go kart thing yeah. and an arcade. And I, I was like seventeen years old, and they'd be like, "Well, this machine's broken. See what you can do." I I don't know anything about this machine. Okay. 
like you, you'd sit down and try to figure it out. Like it, it really was a, it was a very rudimentary system. But you'd like sit down and try to figure out, like, okay, how do I reset you, <laughs> so that <laughs> so that you make the Pax man again, yeah, or the Mrs. Pax man as well. I hated going to the arcade. I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I hated having to deal with the people who worked there when I was a kid because I always felt like they they thought themselves gods. Oh like, no! We shall decide what you play and what you don't. Oh no! The funny thing was on the laser tag uh, suits. I'm not sure if anybody knows this. Um. If you've ever thought you were cheated on a laser tag suit, that's because someone reset it wrong. Mm. Here's the here's the fun part. You can reset a laser tag suit to full potential or less than full potential, depending on whether mm. you know what you're talking about. So, like you you if you actually read the manual and did the thing and came in and reset everything, you could do it, but you could also handicap the bastard. So like if you ever got in there and and someone just shot in your, you know, 5-yard radius general direction and suddenly you were hit, well, that's that's that, that's our fault. I'll say, talking for the industry. Yeah, you know the laser tag thing. I've always, I, I had friends like Matt was one of those friends. Uh, I've had friends who who loved laser tag. Um, I had a had a friend uh, in college, Jeremy, who actually did like he rented out the whole place for his birthday one night, and we did like a lock in situation, mm. and um. I hate laser tag. I had a great because time. Because I, I personally have no, it's all been pandemonium to me. It's all chaos. Like I never see, like I'll be just hiding behind a thing. No one can see me. I don't see anyone. And all of a sudden, like I'm out, like I've been hit. It makes no sense. I don't care for it. Meanwhile, I honestly, I'm firing like, away and nothing happens. Uh, after that job though, I, I, I figured out how to, um, I didn't, I really didn't like give myself an extra advantage. But I did make sure that I kind of wasn't being screwed. Mm. So now, you know, what you say makes sense. Clearly, I was the victim somehow. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's out there. You can set those things yeah. to, to make somebody's life a living hell. Um, so anyway, yeah, um, I don't know. Enjoyed, enjoyed the crap out of it. I really don't. I, I hope that, you know... DC fans out there aren't um, don't feel betrayed by me saying that I think that this might be better than any than Wonder Woman or whatever. That was a fantastic movie. I, I, I just I feel bad for saying it. Like it hurts me to say it. Like I don't want to have to say it because I want Wonder Woman to be so good. Like I want Wonder Woman and Justice League to be better than like everything. Yeah, but that's only because I'm rooting for him. I, I don't actually feel bad about saying it. Like. Uh... All right, for me, I, you know, I kind of do. Like, for me I feel personally, like I, f- I mean, I I'm an Alabama fan as far as football goes. Well, in the, in the last uh, national championship, Alabama played Clemson for two years in a row. Now, that was one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. Clemson yeah. won. Good for them. I mean, sure. I don't know what that means, but yeah, I, it <laughs> it was a good game. <laughs> I I got no hate for anybody. Yeah, sure. Um, but look, you know, I, James Gunn's a fantastic director and, um, you know, I, I happened upon an article where, uh, it was, you know, very clickbait titles like the thing Joss Whedon made James Gunn change about guardians of the galaxy. And I was like, Oh, I'm curious about that. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, check that out. And it was just James Gunn t- saying like, well, I turned in my first draft and, you know, Joss said like, it's a good draft, but, um, it's not James Gunn enough. And he's like, and he was right. I was holding back. So like, I went back and like, you know, just kind of went all out with what I wanted to do. And he was like, yes, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's not wrong. Good like, edit. Yeah. That's a good edit. Um, the science fiction elements of this movie are things that I've always wanted to see. Like in science fiction, like most of the time science fiction has so little imagination. It's almost staggering. It's like, we're in the middle of space in a spaceship and all of the spaceship is gray and everyone has matching uniforms Yeah. and any aliens we see have bumps on their heads. And that is about the end of it. There are not a lot of robots. There are not a lot of, you know, if they're androids, they look like humans and you know, it's a lot of star Trek type of stuff, you know? Yeah. Which by the way, have you seen the trailer for Valerian? No, no, I mean, I, I, I ran across that. I meant to, Absolutely have to see that. That's a Luke Besson movie, but like the entire movie is blue. 
It's gorgeous. <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's a it's a Luke Besson, the guy that did Fifth Element, and uh, it, it's a sci-fi film. It looks fantastic, um, or at the very least, imaginative. Um, and that's the kind of stuff I want to see in in sci-fi. Like, I want it to be a good story, and I want it to, the the characters to be interesting, but I also want it to look weird. I don't want it to look like everyone's standing around on a gray ship. Right. Um, which is something that the original Star Trek had and, you know, subsequent series kind of lost. DS9 not not included because they were kind of fantastic with that kind of stuff. Actually, they were. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Guardians was fantastic. It was funny. It was dark. It made me cry. It made me laugh so hard that I almost puked. <laughs> <laughs> A good review by itself, you know? Yeah, when I walked out of that theater, I was exhausted. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. I really loved it. I really liked that movie. Yeah. Warner Brothers, I'm looking at you. I think we need a new gods. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I like how you're just like, no. No. We don't need new gods. Don't want new gods. No. I absolutely want new gods. No, we need Booster Gold. We absolutely need Booster Gold. We need the Legionnaires. Legionnaires would be good. That'd be solid. Oh, we need the Legionnaires. That's what we need. We need a lot of things. Actually, even the Teen Titans on the big screen would be kind of funny. Like, yeah. Oh, that would that would work. That. that would work um, so hard. I um I want all the things. I want to see new gods. Like I do. Oh no, you don't. You're gonna get some. But of them. I do. You already some have gotten some of them. I mean, it, it's it's inevitable. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're pretty much the most powerful characters in the DCU, so you're going to have to drag some of those cats in I mean, sometime. They're, they're suffixes, gods. What do you want? Yeah. They're going to be powerful. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, um, I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say about Guardians. I think I'm going to wrap it up and we'll get to DC TV news. But um hope you enjoyed this uh, this little review. I could say little. little secret review episode. Of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's a little post DCEU news stinger 30 minute probably secret episode <laughs> um <laughs> and you know I, I will say this you know uh, normally I say keep some DC on your screen dude go see, go watch the Guardians yeah volume 2 oh man it was good but like, do not neglect uh, Wonder Woman yeah don't neglect that's, Wonder Woman that's our version this week of keep some DC on your screen is like Go ahead and yeah. go ahead and be ready for that. Yeah, be ready for that. But you know, it's it's not their fault. It's it's like, it's, you know, I'm not saying like, oh yeah, Guardians Volume Two is going to be better than all this other stuff because the DC stuff is crap. No, it's like you can't beat Citizen Kane. Is what I'm saying. Guardians Volume Two might be the Citizen Kane of superhero movies. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 possible. Gun knocked it out of the fucking park, man. He just he just did. <laughs> so um, and he's coming back for volume three. So whatever that looks like, and I'm excited about Bless that. Bless us all. By the way, in the in the closing credits, did you happen to see Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, because he's going to be in Thor Ragnarok. He wasn't even in this movie, but I enjoyed the fact that he was like there dancing. Yep, that made me laugh. <laughs> I like Marvel Cosmic more than I like Marvel Terrestrial. If I'm being honest. <laughs> That's fair. I think they're going to come together, though, like in a way. By 2019, I think you're not going to be able to tell the difference between which one you like more. Yeah. I, I, I'll, all I know at this point is, you know, I care more about Drax's dead family than I do about who killed Tony's parents. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. Just on the whole, like, I don't know. And that's just that's due to Guardians. It's not. It's definitely not due to the Thor movies. Yeah. I but Guardians is killing it. <laughs> James Gunn should just take over the universe after the like. I, I if I were Kevin Feige, I might just fire the Russos and bring in James Gunn. Oh no, like, not the Russos. Whatever, not the Russos. <laughs> if, I don't know. If you suggested anyone else, I would I would have said yeah, maybe, but not the ah, Russos. After Civil War, I think James Gunn is the rightful heir to Joss Whedon. No, the Russos did a good job with Civil War. Sorry. <sighs> anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys in a minute. DC TV news is coming up. And, um, hope you enjoyed this Marvel episode that we spit out. <laughs> <laughs>
Please still love us. <laughs> Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.